Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. They have been everywhere covering high school football. Uh, Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette is here. And our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss. You say the nicest things, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm buttering you up. I know, I know, I know. How you doing, guys? Not too bad. Playoff yeah. time. Yeah, it playoffs. is. Playoffs. Exciting. <laughs> playoffs. We don't know nothing about those thinking playoffs. You kidding me? <laughs> got to give that with a little more oomph, though. <laughs> I didn't know how long I, wa- I wanted to go on that bit. <laughs> Francis hasn't stopped smiling since last week, by the way. I wonder why. And uh, Frank Wolf is, yes, Frank, uh, to answer your question, you do have to listen to Francis for a whole year now as Francis has now the ability to smack talk. <laughs> yeah, I went afterwards to Pewdie's Pub. There's all these alumni there, all glad. It's, in fact, I was uh, the owner, had or the founder, had left the game early about two minutes ago, and he thought West was going to win right before the fumble. And so he you know, gets to the bar, he tells everybody, all. Oh, East lost, blah blah blah. You know, sad. And all of a sudden, other people come in, like, no, East won. They can't. They are able to win. And then I retold him uh, what happened after the fumble. And Francis came. And in I got and a free beer. Wrong. <laughs> See, now that's the key to the whole thing. Yeah, right there. <laughs> well, I mean, rivalry weekend was amazing, and you had you know obviously Kemoris beating Kemo West, but Tonawanda. Finally, getting the monkey off their back after 18 years, they have defeated North Tonawanda and the way that they stormed the field and how excited they were over it. That was pretty cool. So you got to love rivalry. Wait, weekend. you forgot about the biggest one here. <sighs> Don't even. Hey, my Lockport Lions were off the first stride. win. First win, baby. Over Star Point. Over Star Point. Hey, it's still. It's you know. I, I, I like rivalry week so much because. You've got you know such a historic rivalry like TNT. Then you got a young rivalry like ours in Lockport and Star Point. You know, only been playing for eleven years, and mm-hmm. and then you got Dunkirk and Fredonia have only been playing for what one hundred and four years, Anthony, something like that. Man, that's, man. That's amazing. I saw somewhere Albion and some and Medina, uh, Medina, Medina and were playing Albion for like one hundred twenty or something. Wow. Wait, who is it that's the longest? It's uh, Bradford and is well, it only in? Yeah, but they haven't played in the last couple of years. Oh, okay. That's but that, that was, yeah. I know one time that was. Because that used to be their uh, Oleans out of non-league game, whatever you want to call it. That was, you know, because they're, you know, walking distance, I guess, across the border for pizza. Well, jacking distance. I don't know if it would be walking distance. <laughs> but You jog, I'll walk. The, yeah, really. <laughs> the uh, the thing that still amazes me, though, the uh, the TNT game, just about every kid on that Tonawanda team wasn't even born the last time Tonawanda beat North Tonawanda. That's outrageous. It's amazing. I- I was in kindergarten, I think. 
that year. So well, that's crazy. It was like during the week uh, over on WBEN, I was talking with one of uh, one of our guys, and we were talking about the Bills. And uh, he's saying, yeah, basically his entire life he's only seen one playoff game. And I'm like, wow. So I said, let me tell you about what it's like to go through four straight Super Bowls. He's like, he couldn't imagine it. I said, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, in fact, what do they say? If the Bills win tomorrow at, what, 6-1, and every time the Bills have been 6-1, and they've gone on to the Super Bowl. Not saying it's going to happen. Just something saying. to think about. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> now you were talking I gotta about. Go back to six, I got to go back to either 64 or 65. To, yeah, when I was one. Yeah, when there wasn't a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, gee, I want to say that one. Well, I better not. You better not. <laughs> Don't have a senior moment on us, Raj. <laughs> well, you mentioned how happy you were because you were in Lockport last week for that game. Well, I was on the other side of town at Outwater Park where uh, my Niagara Falls Junior Football Club Cobras won the consolation bracket, and we defeated your Lockport uh, team 13 to nothing. What a way to close out the year. Couldn't be more proud of those boys. They worked hard, and they had a lot of fun. So, uh, And I'd like to thank uh, Chuck Fink for allowing me to be a part of that coaching staff for the last three years. So we'll see what happens uh, coming up. Anthony, what? you were at Lockport last Saturday. Kyrie was at Lockport last Saturday. I was at uh, Lockport last Saturday. Why didn't we do another remote for the show? Remember the last remote at Orchard Park? Oh, in the van? In your van, your SUV, whatever? No, that was the station uh, van. What happened was we were going to uh, broadcast, because we were doing uh, the afternoon game, it was going to be Orchard Park playing Clarence. That was a playoff game. No, no, it was a homecoming for Orchard Park. Oh, homecoming game. So we had set it up that we would, since we were going to be out there anyway doing the game, uh, Brian Koziel and myself, let's do inside high school sports. We could go up in the press box. Well, somebody forgot to unlock the press box. Oh, geez. So uh, it was Mike Ferentino, no. uh, who was. It was great to see Mike last week. By the way, he stopped by after the show. Uh, the late uh, Daryl uh, Gustavo, Gustavo, aka Milt Lattimore, yourself and me, and we were crammed in the engineer's van. <laughs> <laughs> and we're passing a stick bike back and forth inside the van doing the show in the parking lot. It was freezing out. I think it was raining a little bit. Oh, it was, we had the people in the concession stand cracking up laughing was, you know, during the break. Okay, you know, in a few minutes, get those hot dogs ready. We're going to be hungry. <laughs> yeah, because the they're show. listening to the radio, you know, with the, what, seven-second delay or whatever it is. But they can hear everything they're saying. And, you know. They're laughing at us, but we were having a good old time. But uh, we did, and it wound up being a great game that afternoon. Uh, that was the day, uh, That was my first encounter with Jimmy Fitz. Remember Jimmy Fitz? Oh uh, my God! Uh, Wildcat quarterback for Orchard Park. I saw this. Oh, I saw this guy coming at me. Big. This guy's a quarterback. I said, "Dude, if you don't make a half right, I am so dead." Because <laughs> he was coming literally right at me at the sideline. I remember that play. Oh, the, uh, not as well formation. as I remember it. I remember it. that. I was a. I I want to say I was a freshman in high school that, with that team. When they, or no, I was a sophomore. I think it would be the 212, I want, 211 or 212 football season, yeah. the last time OP won the state. Yeah, I think it was twenty. Because they went all the way and won the state that year. Yeah, because yep. we played them my senior year the following year after. So, yeah, that must have been my junior season. Yeah, it was so much fun. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes because we are going to recap uh, last night's games and Thursday's games and Wednesday's games. Now we're into uh, not only are the playoffs going on, but we also have the Chuck Funky Bowl going on. We also have consolation uh, matchups 
going on because they want to get everybody in. What, what, what did we say? What was the number, Francis? I think like, ten games is the goal for each team right. to play, it, which is great. Tom, and, and here's something we never get a chance to talk about. How about St. Francis winning Monsignor Martin? Because we usually don't get a chance to talk about them because they're Saturday games. But a big Friday night, St. Francis we'll winning the Monsignor definitely Martin. Definitely get division. into that. Probably we'll lead off with that when we get into the scores or after we read the scores. Well, I've been telling you all year, or at least most part of the year, about NASA's. That's the league that I belong to, the Niagara Year. Year Youth Sports Association. Well, they have a concession stand battle, and Roger loves when I bring this one up. And the especially when you rub it in about those ribs from oh, two weeks they ago. Were so oh, good, they man. were so good. And uh, tomorrow at Sparky Adams Field, they are going to announce the winner. So down to the finals. Now, last week I speculated as to who I thought two of them would be in. I said uh, Wilson and the Buffalo Vets will most likely be in it, and I was right. So here's the rundown of the organizations who have advanced to the finals. Uh, Black Rock Riverside, my old uh, stomping grounds. Buffalo Vets, as I said. Cheektowaga. K-A-T. Great cheeseburgers there. Uh, Lewport. Lockport, also good cheeseburgers. Uh, Niagara Weedfield, North Tonawanda. Um, let's see, Tonawanda Football Club. Uh, I think Pendleton, Williamsville, and Wilson. So those are going to be the finalists. They will be announced between, I don't know, around 1.45 and 2 o'clock on Sunday at Sparky Adams Field. KAT is hosting this year's NASA Championship Games. So this put- segment being brought to you by Inside High School Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now. I did want to pass this one, and thanks to uh, Len Jankowitz for sending this one in. And uh, we have the 2019 Senior and Junior uh, Football Recruiting Night coming up Tuesday, December 3rd uh, from 6 to 8.30. It's going to be held at New Era Field. You can go to the Pepsi Club, enter through Gate 6. The event is conducted to help expose our quality area juniors and seniors to as many college football coaches as possible in a casual, convenient setting. The event will provide an outstanding opportunity for college coaches to meet our junior and senior athletes and parents and discuss a variety of recruiting and financial issues. So if you have questions, anything like that, this is a perfect event. And uh, the... uh, Western New York Amateur Football Alliance does a great job in putting this together every year. So this is actually in the stadium, not in the field house? Yeah, it's just going to yeah, be in, in the stadium. Yeah, it's in, the stadium in the stadium at the Pepsi Club. Yeah, he said gate six. That's why I was questioning. You no, know, Tony, I've had a chance to do this as a dad. So I've been through this as a dad, this whole thing. What Len does here is phenomenal. You will see some of the best Division two and Division three programs here from the Fishers, the Alfreds, the Ithacas, they'll all be there, as well as the Division Twos, the Edinburghs, the, you know, that whole Division Two realm will be there. If you want a chance to talk to the coaches or the recruiting coordinator, because the recruiting coordinators may be there instead of the coach, this is a great opportunity for face-to-face time for both of you. What's the type of information, you know, as you said, you went through this as a parent, uh, what's the kind of information that you uh, we're able to pick up out of there well, of attending. Yeah, What's so if, type you, of information? if you don't have, if you're talking to the college for the first time, have your film at least ready to go or your link and everything ready to go for them and also be able to talk transcripts at this time. What are your grades that are out there? Because they're going to ask you, where do you stand? Because some of these schools, it's a certain grade that you need to be able to do to get in to their college, right? Or a certain SAT number that you need to get into their college. And they'll know that. And they'll be right up front with you at this point that says, you know, hey, listen, 
you need to get a little bit more, you need to take the SATs again. These are great conversations that you're going to have with their coach because they'll tell you exactly where they stand. So this basically is, this is going to set you up for college. This is going to point you in the right direction, especially for the juniors, because it gives you a whole year to prepare. Yeah, and just having gone through this as a player, um, I know it's really uh, helpful to get, you know, that, that name-to-face connection with the coaches too. Because, you know, it's always nice to, hey, you know, we've been talking through phone or email, whatever. But, you know, when you physically get that contact of actually speaking with them and things like that, it just helps build a rapport. But, Does that help you get a good feel for, it's like, yeah, I think I'm going to like playing uh, for for these. I like where they're at. I like the, their, their, their philosophy and things yeah. like that. So it really does help you match up. What's the right school for you? Right, for sure. Like you were saying, the philosophy, like you can talk, you know, what type of schemes you guys run, you know, what, you know, what is the weight room like? How do you, you know, fit in? How do you fit in? You know, what am I, what, could my playing time potentially be? You know, just little things like that you can uh, talk with the coaches early on. What an amazing event this is, and uh, I highly recommend attending. Raj, you had something? Tom, quick question. Uh, SAT scores versus grades. If you have one, you're good in one, but not so good in the other, is that a good thing? Does the fact that you're good at one help, or is the fact that you're bad in the other a deterrent? N- not that I, it, not that you're going to like this answer. It depends. Like on, on the school, some are going to tell you you need both. Some are going to say that you one can help wash out the other. It depends. Usually, the first one is grades that they're going to look at. That's number one. Then second is the SATs, but a very close to the first. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you notice, the first question that'll always get asked is. What are your grades? Yeah. And then and then the follow-up will be, what are your SATs? But it also depends on, listen, not that I want to say one school is better than another, right? But Ithaca is going to give you one answer, right? But SUNY, you know, one of the SUNY schools may give you a completely different answer than what it is out there. Um, and, and even SUNY school, the SUNY school is going to give you a different answer be, just because of how hard it is to now get into su- some of the SUNY schools because of the financial aid package that they've got a chance to offer you. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know for, for myself personally, you know, I was – I, I was an honor student, but I didn't have a great SAT score initially. So that was something that some schools were like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. So once I retook it and got a higher score on it, you know, then it helped me. But, you know, like that was the difference between me going to a school like a U of R versus, you know, me going to a UB, you know, because you know, the academic standard was just a little different from what it was with <laughs> UB. Yeah, you know what I mean? So Yeah, U of R, that's a good, tri- good trick if you can get into that Yeah, school. seriously. <laughs> All right, now it's time for our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, go to livefit.com, livefit.com to nominate Coach of the Week. And this week's G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, Tonawanda football coach Joe Kelly, their first win over rival North Tonawanda in 18 years. Congratulations to uh, Coach Kelly. Now, on to the action from this week. Francis, why don't you kick it off? All right, let's start with the Chunk Funky Bulls, Class B. Luport defeated Depew 27-23, and Dunkirk defeated Burgard 36-26. They will meet on Wednesday for the Class B Chunk Funky Bull. On to Class A, Williamsville South, a shutout 38-0 over Niagara Weekfield. That was on Thursday. Also on Thursday, Hamburg hosted West Seneca East. We're still awaiting the score the t- winner of that game will face Will South on Wednesday for the Class A Funky Bowl. Class Excuse Double me, A. Francis, West Seneca East won that game like twenty-eight to six. Okay, then they would get it. We they haven't reported the score yet. Oh, well, <laughs> yet. 
double eight <laughs> right now. Uh, they're doing a little different this year because the way things panned out. The highest losing seed from this week, which uh, probably will be Clarence, likely, um, will face the second highest losing seed. So if everything goes to form today, if Bennett beats Niagara Falls, it'll be Clarence uh, hosting the Falls in the Class AA Chunk Funky Bowl. Either way, they will host the loser of this game this afternoon. Okay. Some other games on Wednesday and Thursday, Eden 20, Springville 13, East Aurora beat Medina 21-19, Lackawanna 12-6 over Alden, and Amherst beating North Tonawanda 48-16. Thursday, Kenmore East 36-35 over Williamsville East, um, Lakeshore defeating Maryville 26-13 as well. And then you had uh, last night's action in Class D Salamanca all over uh, Cattaraugus Little Valley, forty to twelve. You had Southwestern beating Silver Creek, Forestville forty nine to twenty one. Portville took care of Akron twenty six to seven. Wilson over Allegheny Limestone thirty seven to twenty one to remain unbeaten. You had Albion beating Tonawanda seventeen to fourteen. Pioneer over Cheektowaga, 31-28. Maritime beating Iroquois, 36-12. South Park over Will North, 14-7. West Seneca West, 27. Star Point, 8. McKinley in a close one over Sweet Home, 19-18. Orchard Park, Rolling Hutch Tech, 41-6. Jamestown beating Frontier, 49-7. Lancaster over Clarence, 23-17. And then over in Monsignor Martin action, Bishop Tymon beating St. Mary's 19-7. And Franny's 38, Canisius 27. You can follow along in today's Buffalo News or in the Niagara Gazette. There's your scores from this week. I want to start off with this uh, Franny's game, guys. Wow, 602 yards of offense. I mean, that's some serious for, numbers. For St. Francis, just yeah. for St. Francis. Yeah, for, that's what I said. <laughs> Oh, you just said in general. No, I said like Frannies. total game. Frannies. Okay. <laughs> Franny's, you know, Francis, Franny, St. Francis, St. Francis. I didn't hear the Franny's spread. I just heard 602. I thought you meant totally yardage no, for no, the game. No, 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 no. Francis, when we say St. Francis, uh, I, our apologies. We're not talking about you. So, <laughs> I mean, you are a saint in our minds, but, uh, you know, but. we're talking about the school. So here, here's the question I threw at Francis last night. When's the last time we heard a quarterback-running-back combo make a finalist for the Conley Cup? Exactly. Because tonight was the claim was made by St. Francis running back that says, I need to be invited along with the quarterback. Man, I'm trying to think. I would difficult on the Conley. Tony, if it was me and I only picked one, I would pick, uh, as we say in the old country, Xavier Janschlik. I'm not even going to try Xavier Janslick is how everybody says it. This guy's on the field most of the game. I I just and pound for pound, he got to be one of the best. He's just a pleasure to watch. So yeah, I'd be shocked if we didn't have two finalists from St. Francis and uh. But uh, at those Conley spots, Cup. very rarely do you see the two power spots like that—a quarterback and a running back from the same school. I'm, yeah. I'm listen. I sure I I don't know the answer to it. I'm sure somebody will just you know blare it right out, but. But Janslick was phenomenal last night. And his burst through the line 
when he actually got the the ball was unbelievable. It really was. And and, and flip on the other side, Canisius's running back did did real well also. But when you're putting up, I think he just missed the 300 yard mark. Didn't he, Janselik did? Yeah, he was. I think yeah, he was, was pretty 270 close. 270 or 280 something. It was real close to it. He had 100 the, yards in like the first quarter yeah, almost. It was unbelievable. I mean, he but. There's something that was very specific that you caught if you were watching this game, and that was Canisius had two different defensive lines. They had a heavy line and then a smaller line that would come into play to give their heavies a rest. Every time the heavies came out of the game, Janslick went nuts. (laughs) And it was right up the gut. And that's where he went for his 55s, his 30s. He went for huge runs. So he's gouging them. Oh, I mean, and that's when the offensive line for St. Franny's could take over and and really open up those holes. And once Jansen got through that first level, he was gone. He really was. You know, but give give credit to the coaching staff at St. Franny's because they noticed it every single time out in the field. When heavies came off, it was a run right up the middle, and they exploited it and and was huge every single time that they went after it. Or they're it, telling Ritz to change the play of the line. You know what I mean? It was it was just Well a, does he have that option to audible? He may. He, he's a very good quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if he and, does. And I will also tell you something that St. Francis does better than any other school in Western New York. They run the screenplay better than I've ever seen a high school team locally do. Which, if you do right, is it's uh, phenomenal. And, and they take it for yards. They did it on like you know, fourth and one. Yeah. Give it away Three immediately times. when the ball snaps. Yeah, exactly. Sometime, you know, the linesmen are almost leaning that way, and you can pick it out from the last row in the corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you disguise that, the first what count to two, it'll work brilliantly. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, get back to uh, talking about last night's action. Where are we now? Kind of get you set up for the next round of playoffs. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. We're talking about the playoffs, where we are right now. And Before the break, we were talking about Franny's and uh, beating Canisius. So now Franny's, uh, St. Francis, for, for you, Francis. <laughs> they are in the driver's seat. Uh, and we'll, and I guess what, the championship's going to be at UB this year? Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that. Yeah, for Monsignor. Yeah, Monsignor is at UB. In, so next week is still the regular season. I think the A's and B's play each other again. Francis and the week will have after, a, a, St. Francis will have a bye. So it'll have a bye, and it'll be Canisius at Joe's. At Joe's, okay. Two weeks from today. Got it. Timon will also have a bye based on their win last night for the small schools in that. Uh, St. Mary's will have to play O'Hara. I think, yeah, they host them. And then the winner will play. Uh, is that a, would that be a doubleheader at UB? I believe that's what they did last year. I think that's what they're going to keep. So I believe same, next Saturday, O'Hara is going to host Canisius in the, what would that be, the, uh, the final? I, the fi- the regular final regular final. season game, they're right. going to finish up the A-B crossovers. Yeah, each one of the uh, B schools will play uh, one of the A schools next Saturday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, now let's get into Section 6 and where we are right now. A um, couple of minor upsets. We, Tom, you talked about how this is going to be the year. Watch out for some of the lower seeds being the highest because really, essentially, they're, they're not that much difference between them. Well, we talked about the B division is what we were really tearing up. So what we say is anywhere from 5 through 8 we thought could win their games. Yeah. Pioneer and Cheek to Wago. What a, a game first that round match. <laughs> we, wow. we kept saying yeah, someone, this is normally what we'd be talking about. Fifth seed by all the tiebreakers. That's absurd. That's literally but, absurd. But I mean, you, you look at look at the eighth seed, which was Iroquois, was a one loss team as an eight seed, right? Yeah. So what does that say with the how, leading rusher? Right, in with Western the leading New York. rusher in Western New York. There you go. But, and that was a close game last night, too. I guess two pick sixes in the fourth, yeah, quarter, in the fourth quarter made the score one-sided. The game up until that point was a lot closer than the final score would indicate. Yep, that one, you know, Pioneers, the fifth seed wins. Tonawanda went down early to Albion, came raring came back, back, moved 17-14 in that game. And then today we have the new Fane Only End matchup, which, you know, Only End can absolutely uh, still oh, yeah. is going to be in that game. Yeah. So you look at it, and everything that we said of those matchups came to fruition. But, you know, I think the first thing you got to point out is that Pioneer Cheek If you were watching that all night, it was, it was. Cheek Dewaga take the lead, Pioneer come back. Cheek Dewaga get it, Pioneer come back. It was a back and forth with Pioneer winning it in the very end of the game. Tom, I don't know if you saw the highlights on Twitter. Spectrum put it out. There was one pass by the sophomore quarterback Pioneer. He threw it in triple coverage, and Trey Hill comes down with the ball in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what, was he mossed on that one? <laughs> he definitely got mossed on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, that it is exciting to see. We knew it was going to be that B division was going to be a very close division, you know, all the way to the end, and it just proved it the first. This week. is, if you think about it, this is great for high school football. Uh, when you when you're able to generate a buzz like this, where the next day people, did you see this? Did you see that? It's great for the game. It's, it maybe get people more excited. Hey, let me go check out one of these games. This is this sounds like a good time. But let's give Pioneer a lot of credit. They left that stadium last year, and you knew they were heartbroken because they felt last year was their year and they get a chance this year first round of the playoffs to play that exact same team a perennial powerhouse in cheek and you know a big win right there for pioneer so give pioneer a lot of credit absolutely yeah when's the last time cheek other than uh matchup games their last game was in uh week eight well it was the first thing Man, i told you this morning like it's weird, so weird not seeing cheek going to the stadium and they're and they're six and they finished the season six and two i mean it's not like they it's not like an off year or anything for them. Yeah, you know, and then, and then the the other game that caught my eye was the finish of the Lancaster Clarence game, that uh, was also a big one. So we already knew that Clarence had beaten Lancaster early in the year. Lancaster has a lead going into the last two minutes of that game. Clarence scores late to actually bring it within one score. Clarence kicks the onside kick, recovers it. And now you're talking about gets a chance to go down and win the game. Lancaster's defense comes up huge. Mahoney with a big sack to actually get the ball back into Lancaster's hand so they can need it and get the game. What but a, a great finish right there with Lancaster Clarence. Well, you knew it was going to be an Oh, absolutely it was. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, which the, the potential matchups in AA for next week, when you're talking about Lancaster going down to Jamestown now, 
wow is all I want to say. <laughs> you do not want to miss that one. And How then, are they health-wise going in? You're looking at Jamestown and Lancaster. A lot of people are going to wonder, are both teams going to be at full strength? It, it sounds like it. I mean, I know, my knowledge, yeah, I, but, yeah. somebody on either one of those teams is not available, I haven't heard about it yet. Okay. Lancaster had a couple key injuries during that clearance the last time, but they were getting healthy and felt like they were healthy going into the playoffs. And then the other matchup that you're going to be talking about is um, not that you want to assume anything, yeah, all right? But you, right now, you probably have to give the nod to Bennett, especially after a big win over already beating Niagara Falls yeah, just the previous week. week. Yeah. Could be another Bennett Orchard Park matchup, which you know Bennett is is, you know, that, is licking their play. chops over that yeah. one. But think about that: Bennett Orchard Park, Jamestown, Lancaster. Man, you can't ask for a better weekend next week. <laughs> yeah, any, any matchups from there are going to be fun for the stadium. A- absolutely. Can we put both games in the same site and just stay there all day? <laughs> so, that you know, again, just great to see. It, really it would is. be nice if one of those two games was moved to Saturday so you could see both games. That's true. I don't think – have they released the times for them yet? I don't I'm know sure they'll both know. be Friday night. Orchard Park will want a Friday night game, yeah. and I'm almost sure Jamestown will take the Friday night game. Well, you would think Jamestown that would be an advantage to having them have a Friday night game just for the fact of the travel that's there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we look at, too, some of the other games that, that, that I thought were also let's look at. I sat here and told you guys last week South Park would get a run from Will North, and it's exactly what happened in a 14-7 game. Watch the line play in, in there. Is That's the one area where South Park's got to improve on to be able to go on to that next level, and you're going to see some of that start to take place, especially with McKinley's line. I think McKinley's got a very good line, and we know Sweet Home had a very good line with two 300-pounders on that line, <laughs> and you're talking about Sweet Home also getting a run, gave a run right at McKinley with a one-point game. What a well, tough game. Okay, man. it won't, it oh, won't be South Park McKinley. If they play each other, it'll be at the Ralph. It yeah, they, they, they're, they're both yeah, first no, place. Along along the line well, the way you the said run. it, it sounded no. like you were uh, – No, I'm saying along the line that they're going to well, make Well, keep in mind for A1, you know – McKinley really, I don't think they faced as good of a line as they had with Sweet Home, especially yes. Sweet Home, the guys up the middle on their defense. And I think it showed that, you know, they got a little bit of run for their money. And I think this last night showed the disparity between A1 and A2. You know, Starpoint had Carson Marcus was out and Joe Carlson. And, and Justin Bauman, yeah. the OC, because he got tossed uh, in the Lockport game last week. So he wasn't even eligible to coach and um just talking with everybody you never there. see that happen you never see that happen but and we had coach Bauman on the show this summer <laughs> for some context that is joe carlson's brother-in-law so i don't know if i'm, I'm just saying i don't I'm, I'm not excusing what he did but you know that just to add to it but you know he he was really the only person that had uh um real knowledge of the offense so you know they were just handicapped all the way around offensively mm-hmm. but west seneca west they're a team that you can't sleep on either. You know no. they got a great running game. Their quarterback. Uh, now, according to the paper this morning, uh, he's questionable for next week. The West Seneca West quarterback. Really? I guess he got dinged. Oh, he did actually. Yes, he um he he didn't play. I want to say for majority of the fourth quarter, they had the the lead at that point. But is that Simmons or Schuler? Schuler. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Simmons. He he looks pretty the good. Quarterback. This quarterback's bigger than I am. You ought to see. He it's, plays D end on defense, D line, and he's the quarterback. And and he's. Their best DN, like don't run at him. Oh yeah, DN. if they're, like, if they're the trench trophy candidate from uh, 
Uh, West Seneca West, it's their quarterback. It's their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and he can sling it a little bit too. So, I mean, they're, they're, he, he can be dangerous if, if he's healthy next he week. He was supposed to be the quarterback last year before mm-hmm. Robertson actually came into play over there. Yeah, wow. yeah he oh, was yeah. actually the one, if you remember, oh, where everybody yes. was talking about yes. during the spring session. Well, he was supposed he to actually get it the season before, before Myers came in. Right. So, wow. So this Speaking play, Myers, isn't uh, yeah. Myers hurt now for you? He's done for yeah. the year. They uh, said he's not coming back this year. Wow. What happened to him? He got dinged uh, what two games ago? Yeah, a couple games. What ago. knee? I really don't know. Yeah, it's, I'm not it's, sure exactly the full extent. You know, because oh, they say upper body or lower body. So oh, I hate you know. to take a look. To be honest, with I you. feel bad for him. Um, I want to continue where we were going, and you guys were talking about uh, in Class A and how Sweet Home gave McKinley all that they can handle and uh, what West Seneca West was able to do. We're talking about South Park. Then we go down to uh, Class B in Maritime. They're continuing to show unbelievable amount of strength. They got, in my opinion, certainly a finalist for the Trent's Trophy, one of the best linemen in Western New York. He is unstoppable. Uh, tri- uh, I want to say Trayvon. Oh, come on. One of their linemen did uh, chain crew during one of my games against the Buffalo Vets, and that kid was huge. Okay, that, that's he probably was huge. him. Probably 6'4", and uh, didn't look like he had an ounce of body fat on him. I don't know. He blotted out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, probably where did this him. mountain come from? Uh, I know I saw him in the Dunkirk game. He was unstoppable. And I mean, literally, possibly with the exception of kickoffs when after they scored, he was on the field, both sides of the ball, the whole game. I'd be stunned if he wasn't one of the finalists. All right, guys, forecast uh, C for me. How's that going to wind up? Is Wilson going to make it to the stadium? They that should. Good question. So is a Wilson and what against what? No, the, in my opinion, one of the best kept secrets because we don't know how good they are is Portville, the second seed from C South. They're other than the game against Southwestern, and who has a good game against Southwestern? Portville has ran the table. Portville Wilson may be one of the best semi playoff games next week in all the classes. That's true. And I want to give a big shout out to them because they they actually well 37 points last night. You know, they they've been more of a methodical ball control type of offense this year, but they kind of exploded a little bit. So, you know, maybe some 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 things coming for the off, for the Lakeman offense moving forward. Anthony as far as Southwestern concerned, uh uh Nelson Adams from the Conley Cup committee sent a just sent me a text to answer Tom's question. Just last year, Cole Snyder and Alex Card were both finalists. For but that wasn't running back quarterback. That was wide receiver and quarterback. And I said the running back quarterback okay. combo. Okay. Yeah, no, I get last year that was a – you've seen the, the two together have done great. But I'm talking about a running back and a quarterback at those positions, right? Two totally different – and that's offensive positions that don't rely on each other. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Last I can think speaking, back to yeah. Well, speaking of Cole Snyder, you bring up a good point. Think about what Southwestern and Wilson are doing after losing their starting quarterbacks from last year. I mean, yes. yeah, Frerichs, the guy who's playing the next level. Obviously, Cole Snyder's now at Rutgers. And it looks like, you know, these two teams, Wilson and Southwestern, on collision course with the stadium. That's almost unheard of. And Atlas does such a nice job managing that offense. Yeah, absolutely. Both Atlases. Nothing, yeah, both Atlases, both father Atlas. and son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see them get rattled. 
you know, they're calm. Uh, there's no, you know, I've seen dads, you know, jumping down sons' throats. You don't see any of that. Of course, Mrs. Mc, uh, Mrs. Atlas would probably jump in there, start throwing <laughs> some haymakers at her husband yeah, if he did seriously. that. But uh, I just, I like watching them. They're just, you know, they get they get excited. Don't get me wrong, but just nice and calm. Get out there and don't play above our heads. Let's do what we do best. Yeah, they got a good defense. They run the ball well with Braden Dunlap and Drew Westmoreland and. Westmoreland's actually, uh, he's been healthier the last couple of weeks. He was dealing with a hamstring uh, injury early in the season. But this is an all-state And it's not a big team. Not it's big at all. No, no, more than, no more than 20 kids. No more 23 than... kids on the, on the roster. Yeah. And physically, they don't have a lot of size. The wide receiver defensive end may be the biggest kid around 240. Yeah, uh, Declan Ferry, who yeah. has 11. Well, coming into this weekend, had 11 sacks. So um, he's been a menace on the off the Six edge. foot four. <laughs> he's a big kid. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. is. All right, guys, let's take a break. And when we come back, look at some of today's. I know, Raj, this hour's going by so Jeez. fast. <laughs> and don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us right here at WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Then a Sports Talk Saturday. Don't forget, tomorrow... Bills coverage, Bills Eagles, all day long right here, WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm excited for this game tomorrow. I don't know what it is. Um, I remember the last Bills Eagles game I went to. Randall Cunningham escaping Bruce Smith <laughs> before the end of the first half, and then he launches this uh, bomb touchdown. I'm like, whoa! You know, he had a 90 yard punt in that game, too. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. It was crazy. I was telling my son last night that uh, about quarterbacks that could also punt, and I mentioned uh, Randall Cunningham and his ability to punt. He was a great, uh, great athlete. UNLV, baby. <laughs> right. the he was there, I think it was a year before I, I uh, showed up. It was when I went to UNLV, Icky Woods was the star oh. of the team. They would do the Icky, Icky Shuffle. Shuffle. Are you the one that taught him the Icky Shuffle? No, no. I was busy playing rugby. I didn't <laughs> get to go and attend any of their games. Uh by the way, you guys are all welcome to come over to my house today and uh, help out in Man versus Leaves. This will be the first. <laughs> this will be the first installment of many battles from now until December. Oh, I hate coming to a lawn near yeah, you. Exactly. I used to love this time of year. You know, oh, it's, you know, fall so pretty and and nice. And until I started battling the leaves. And, it's a oh, tough one. It one really year is. they beat me last year. I because I was still recovering from surgery. I couldn't get out there and do the work. So that's Leaves why you have a kid. Year. Yeah, he's still not old enough. And <laughs> he's not old enough to use a rake. Well, he's old enough to use a rake, but try to get him out there for more than a half an hour, forty-five minutes. Right. I'm tired. I don't know what I'm, I'm doing. doing. Put off the Even the eighteen-year-olds and the twenty-year-olds do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh man, I thought when I was gonna have a son, this would be great. It'll help me out. But one more uh, from Mike Toluto at St. Francis. Quarterback. Roger, just the bike. Quarterback Jim Kubiak. And running back Mark Kalversik were Conley Cup finalists. That's a few years ago. Wow. Just a few. Just a few, year, few years ago. So I making my you. point, this combo doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and during Ritz the break. And Janslick are making that as a play right now, why they should be a combo that doesn't normally happen. And we, during the break, we were going over this and tra- going through our, our history and our minds and coming up all these combos. Okay, was it this one? Was it that one? No, that one was just a sophomore. And you're right. It is so rare. And the fact that these could be, you know, it could be, the race could come down to those two. 
that's pretty amazing. And, and like you were saying, Raj, we'll never know uh, from the Connolly Cup committee, you know, if two teammates were one and two. And will they cancel each other? Because, like I say, the one year I'm almost sure Jeff Tundo and Kyle Hoppy were finalists and all that, uh, and neither one of them won that year. Jeff Tundo won as a junior, but not as a senior. Yeah, and he did have an amazing year that year, too. That's unbelievable. All right, let's look at some of the games going on today. Uh, as we mentioned, let's see, we got in uh, Chautauqua Lake is at uh, JFK and uh, the other Class C final for the right to play Southwestern. Winner gets to go down to Southwestern. Oh, boy. Yeah, good, yeah, good luck to both of those teams. That's going to be an interesting game. How about this uh, eight, this Class A battle, Grand Island at Kenmore West? I think that uh, game last night with McKinley Sweet Home spells a lot of trouble for this Kenmore West team because they had trouble with this McKinley line, and Sweet Home didn't quite have as much trouble. I think with a guy like Blake Bielik, I'm telling you, is like literally a bowling ball. He's a bulldozer. Going up the middle against this Kemmer West team, they're going to have a lot of trouble with them. And they do like a sort of triple option off of that with their quarterback, Ben Moscala, and running back, Jack Dugalinski. This could be a long day for Kemmer West. I told you when I saw Grant now, says this is a Zonka-type running back. Oh, He's just goodness. so big. <laughs> get him going. I even saw him return a kickoff. Yeah, You don't want to get in his way. That kid can move. Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about that game. Um, ben Moscala, from, they had a three-game losing streak uh three of the last four games. Um, Muscala rushed for at least 111 yards in three of those games. One game, 150. Another game, 136. This is your quarterback we're talking about. You know, so this kid's accounted for 1,000 yards of offense to, uh, for Grand Island. And, you know, I think they pose a lot of trouble for, for, for Ken West. Um, I actually just wanted to talk a little bit about this game, too, because um, big shout-out to Coach Santorio. I'm getting the team back into the playoffs. First off, you know, coming back a year off of losing a Cam Sianco four-year starter, but he actually um, is coaching through his father passed away a couple weeks back, so oh, kudos to him um, for, you know, getting through that, but, you know, they needed to win last weekend by 17 points, and it was the most improbable win. They were up by eight with about three minutes left. They <laughs> punt the ball back. They get a pick, go down, score, onside kick with like a minute left, go down, score again, and get the two-point conversion to get to 17. So the fact that they're even in this game is unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, they Ish. I really think they, they can pose some some challenges with that offense. And that, Dean's uh, a great heavy. guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he's a wonderful person to talk to, and uh, he's, he's a tremendous coach, uh, not only in football, but also in baseball. You know the game that I think is going to be a lot of fun today is Olean Newfane, another 2 o'clock kickoff, uh, especially Newfane with that big, big <sighs> back. Hears, yeah. Oh, he's Yeah. That's hope- a baby bus, the baby bus, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Let's just you say don't I, I the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> you don't tackle him with his first three steps before he gets ahead of his team. I don't know if you're going to tackle him. I saw him make a move against Tanawanda. He, you know, made a little dead leg juke, bounced outside. No, see, if you're that big, you shouldn't juke. And no, you're just going to run people over. Tap danced on the sideline, sprinted into the end zone. I'm like, there's nobody stopping this kid. He's a beast. He's if you're that big, you should not have moves. I'm sorry. <laughs> it I should remember, be illegal. I know. First flag. I know. First time I saw him, Anthony, it was against uh, Burgard. What's Burgard's nickname? <laughs> uh, at uh, All High a year ago. And I says, what's this lineman doing wearing number 44? <laughs> and he got to come out of the huddle. 
And this guy lines up in the backfield. Oh, my God. This, and he doesn't look like he has that much uh, body fat either. Oh, and he no. looks solid. Hey, I mean, he's a wrestler. That's a state champion wrestler. He's sectional champion. <laughs> sectional champion. That bad, can run, uh, what, 250-pound state wrestling champion that can run the 4-7. Uh, 4 seven. Four, seven, 40. Yeah. College coaches love wrestling champions. Yeah. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, one more final from Dennis Cerro. How could we forget this one? Casey Kaz and Dejanero Morris were final. Oh, come on. I can't believe okay. I didn't remember that. I know. Okay. Uh, my, I, I my knew bad. one of the Sweet Home tandems was up there. I figured that. I figured and I, and I, that was a scary backfield. Because oh. it wasn't just those two. No. Well, wasn't Jordan like a freshman on that team? Oh, yeah, I think like so. Jordan was a sophomore or a freshman. Yeah, I know. He was yeah. on that team. Yeah. Was, uh, Not fair. Underclassman. <laughs> How crazy is that? Boy, he that caused a lot of text uh, yeah, you talking did. there, didn't yeah. <laughs> At least, <laughs> we, don't, at least we got people listening. Good, good play, Tom. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks. Appreciate you uh, chiming in with that. Uh, in case you were thinking about going to the Cardinal O'Hara, uh, was it a uh, team from Sycamore? That Sycamore backed out, so Cardinal O'Hara has got to buy this week. They're not going, and that stinks because we were talking about before the show. How many games did they have to miss this year? Three. Oh, that's, I think that's their third game they missed. That's yeah. crazy. And that, that stinks. You want to be able to see teams. You know, I understand the first game you didn't have the players, but after that, uh, you should be able to get yeah, games. Especially in. like after dealing with that already, you know, you would think that they would be. And it's already difficult for my senior Martin teams to book games. You know, I hate to see that. Okay, watch Bennett today. Perry Campbell getting ready for their run. Okay, this is a great tune-up game to go what they need to go into. Watch those two make a big game. They're going to make a play to why they're some of the best running backs in Western New York. Question, did Bennett hold anything back when they faced the Falls last week in anticipation of facing them this week? I, I don't think they could have really known the matchup because you didn't know how the Orchard Park game was going to yeah. play okay, out. Yeah. You didn't know where you were going to land in the seedings True. to know that they would have had that exact matchup come True. their way. The right scenario, they could have actually been the third seed this week. Okay. Or they are the third. They could have been up to uh, I just know how coaches second. like to overthink. You might get uh, a couple steps ahead. Yeah. So I didn't know, but I don't think they're going to – I think they put it all out on the field today. Yeah, last weekend, uh, Campbell rushed for 170, Perry rushed for 150. So that, that ground, te- ground attack is going to be important for them today. All right, guys, thanks much. A lot of fun this morning. Next week we'll be back at it with the uh, next round of playoffs. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.